Although we can't all relate to being a 13-year-old Chinese-Canadian girl growing up in the early 2000s, I truly believe that almost everyone can relate to Pixar's new movie, Turning Red. Turning Red follows the awkward, incredible, and relatable journey of Mei Lin Lee, voiced by Rosalie Chong, as she navigates family dynamics, puberty, and an ancestral curse that turns her into a giant red panda. But we'll get to that in a second. Turning Red was released directly onto Disney Plus on March 11, 2022, and according to CBC Entertainment News, the movie is Pixar's first feature-length film directed by an Asian woman. You may know Turning Red's director, Domi Shi, from her 2018 short film titled Bao, which won Shi an Oscar for Best Animated Short Film. Just like Turning Red's main character, Mei Lin Li, or Mei, Director Domi Shi is a Chinese-Canadian who grew up in Toronto in the early 2000s. Shi said in an interview with Insider that she based the main character's complicated mother-daughter relationship off of her own struggles to find her identity while honoring her parents. We see this in May's character as she excels in academics, extracurriculars, and of course saving just enough time to spend with her mother and be the perfect daughter that she's expected to be. This desire to be perfect all the time or to stretch yourself too thin is what I think one of the earliest relatable topics in this movie. Personally, I've struggled with trying to juggle different aspects of my life and be perfect at them all, and it made me feel so seen to watch a character go through the same exact struggle. My personal relation to May's struggle for perfection is just one of the ways that people are relating to and finding representation throughout this movie. Turning Red highlights the life of an Asian-American character, who is very rarely represented in Hollywood. Cambria Myers, Prospect Media Analysis teacher, focuses one unit of her class on the portrayals of different demographics in entertainment media. She highlights the importance of this topic in class by citing the UCLA Hollywood Diversity Report, information from Common Sense Media, and the Gina Davis Institute's research on the portrayal of and impact of representation in film. Black Indigenous people of color are largely underrepresented compared to actual, like if you look at census data, for example, are underrepresented across the board right. in entertainment media. And that's not just like on screen with the actors. That's behind the camera in a lot of different ways. Directors, producers, writers. Okay, um, Women have made a lot of gains, but are also significantly underrepresented. Right. Um, people who are homosexual, people who are trans, people who are low income, these are all groups that proportionate to our actual population in the United right. States are underrepresented in media. And then when they are represented, a lot of those groups are kind of given one-dimensional stereotyped types of portrayals. Yeah. So what we look at in the class then is some of the actual portrayals and being able to analyze a piece of media for the messages being sent and look for not only representation but also the quality of representation. Myers states that the goal of this class is to get students to, quote, constantly turn on their media analysis brain and to not just passively accept information as it is, but to understand the intention behind the way that information is being presented and the effects that it might have. As Myers mentioned, there is a silenced minority of the BIPOC community in the entertainment industry. Not only does Turning Red represent that group through highlighting the experiences of Asian Americans, the movie also brings to light the struggles of growing up with a female anatomy, aka puberty. 
Probably the most hilariously cringeworthy but oh-so-relatable moments in Turning Red happens after the main character transforms into a giant red panda for the first time, tries to hide the transformation from her overbearing mother, and in doing so accidentally sends her mom the message that May got her first period. The audience then gets to witness the absolute havoc of May's mother, Ming, who is perfectly voiced by Sandra Oh, run around the house looking for a box of pads and tampons, awkwardly speak to her daughter through the door of the bathroom, trying to calm her down for the period that, in reality, she didn't get, and eventually show up to May's school and embarrass her daughter in front of the entire class by shouting something along the lines of, You forgot your pads! But I must note that although this is a scene of hilarious comic relief, Ming's actions negatively feed into the stereotype of Asian tiger moms. Tabitha Yoon says it best in her article for Teen Vogue, where she writes, quote, Even though my own mom has high expectations for me, she isn't overbearing or controlling like Ming. While there may be controlling mothers in some Asian families, it's important to note that not all Asian mothers are tiger moms, end quote. So although Turning Red does crush some stereotypes and represents BIPOC characters, I can't ignore the drawback of how the movie still feeds into the tiger mom stereotype and further normalizes Asian stereotyping. As well as being a media analysis teacher, Myers is also a parent to young children who enjoy movies like Turning Red, Encanto, and Raya and the Last Dragon. And she cites information from the Inclusion Imperative Report by Common Sense Media to highlight the importance of representation in children's entertainment. From a gender standpoint, if you look at, you know, Cinderella, Snow White, like I'm thinking of kind of the classic original right. Disney princess types, like it's a very old gender roles, damsel in distress type yeah. of a situation, right? But if you look at things like, you know, Tangled, does she fall in love with a guy? Yeah. Does she also kind of, like, try to fight bad guys off herself? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, progress, right, right. in terms of that. Um, but then you've got, like, Moana, who literally leaves behind a demigod. Like, I don't need you. <laughs> With Turning Red, it's not the whole Disney princess thing, but, like, similar to how a young girl's watching movies like Moana and Raya and seeing what girls are capable of right. and not getting messages of, well, you need to be pretty so boys like you and you're going to need to rely on other people to blah, blah, blah. Um, Turning Red takes this totally universal experience that all humans have of going through puberty, right? which is super awkward <laughs> and super uncomfortable yes. and traumatizing in some ways, <laughs> right? Embarrassing. Yeah. You know, there's not really a whole lot that's more embarrassing in early life than like a girl getting her period and it makes it it makes it the topic of a movie yeah in a way that brings like humility and laughter I think that to for girls to see that and boys but like to see that oh it's just like a way of solidifying everybody goes through this right it normalizes it Right, right, exactly. It normalizes the experience of it. So, like, I would think that a 10 or 12 or 14 or 16-year-old girl who's, like, waiting for that to happen or knowing it's coming or going yeah. through it, like, you see that and it feels a little bit less foreign or scary or humiliating or whatever. 
as well as this actual scene about the potential horror of going through this awkward stage, May's transformation into the Red Panda is also a symbol for the awkward and isolating event that is puberty. When May first transforms into the Red Panda, she realizes how large she is, how furry she is, how scary looking she is, and how smelly she is. And let's all admit it, these are the same thoughts bouncing around in our adolescent brains when we go through puberty. I feel that this representation of female puberty is so relatable and accurate, and is one of the reasons why I love turning red so much. And finally, let's talk about the elephant in the room, the giant red panda. Although the red panda does sometimes appear in Chinese culture, according to an article by Screen Rant, there is a lack of mythology surrounding this animal. So why would she choose this animal for May to transform into if it doesn't have much significance? Well, the director, Domi Shi, explained in an insider interview that she is a fan of the adorable red panda and believed it was the perfect animal to symbolize a time in everyone's lives when they feel anything but adorable. She also said that she wanted, quote, the space and the room to come up with a whole legend and mythology for the red panda. Despite some raving reviews of Turning Red and its 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, there was one critic's review of the movie that gained a lot of attention, of course, on Twitter. According to CBC Entertainment News, Cinema Blend managing director Sean O'Connell tweeted a promotion for his review of the movie, in which he called Turning Red, quote, exhausting to watch if you are not in the target audience. He also added that Turning Red was not made for a, quote, universal audience, which furthered his distaste for the movie. In the since-deleted tweet, O'Connell also stated that, Quote, the film legitimately feels like it was made for Domi Shi's friends, which is fine, but also limiting. Obviously, O'Connell's tweet received a lot of backlash, with commenters calling him racist and sexist, and he, as well as the editor-in-chief of Cinema Blend, have since apologized. And this debacle did not go unnoticed by Myers. Hollywood, from the, its beginning, has been a white male-centered right. industry. Right. And so that's still very much the norm. Like, centering white experiences is the norm. Centering white male hetero experiences is the norm. Right. So I'm not, not surprised at all that some white guy writing for whatever said that he found it unrelatable. But there was so much backlash to that because he could not have sounded like right. like more ignorant and privileged yes. to be responding the way that he did. Right. And of course he deleted his tweet because a lot of a lot of reviews are saying it's a really important film yeah. for Asian portrayal. We can see the ignorance in O'Connell's statements and the stupidity in his claim that this movie is for a very narrow audience, when that's only the case if the audience is narrow-minded. So before I pop a blood vessel, I'm going to wrap this up. I could literally talk about this movie for hours. I didn't even get to mention May's friend group, her relatable obsessions, the amazing animation of this film, or the process of this film, even in the midst of a pandemic. But I can only hear myself talk for so long. Which is a long time, but even I have limits. So this movie is not only great for entertainment, but as Myers describes, Turning Red offers representation to an overlooked group of people. My first thought was, it's very cool that you have this young girl going through this very universal experience, but at the same time, it's representing her culture and her family dynamic 
and you know it's in Canada, a little bit of a different setting, right? Yeah. Um, giving some representation that we don't tend to get, especially in children's media. Right. I thought that was very cool. So in conclusion, Turning Red is a must-watch movie that handles the awkwardness of puberty in a fun and interesting way while representing a silenced minority. So I highly recommend that you watch this movie on Disney Plus and see the magic of Turning Red yourself. This is reporter Julia Aquino signing off from Night Voices.